The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Before a song is released, a record is produced, or a chorus is written, the musicians that write them think a lot. They live a lot, and they feel a lot. Before the chorus dives into the stories and experiences that shape these artists and, ultimately, the music we hear. I'm your host, Sophia Lepercaro, and this episode's guest is Kay Young. Kay Young is a solo artist and producer based in London. While she's been making music for a while, cutting her teeth at the same time as Jessie J and Ed Sheeran, she has been in an especially fruitful creative period for the past two years. After a hiatus allowed her to reset and experience life outside of the industry, Kay returned to her writing re-energized and with plenty on her mind. On Middle Matters, she details finding peace in her passion, faith, and following the path that she feels called to. So before we even get into the EP properly, I definitely clocked that you sampled James Blake on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, s- I see what she did. It's very, very excited about that. I think it was on either going through a gift giving thanks i'm trying to remember um it was don't wait for me don't wait for me see if i go further into my notes i see that i wrote it under don't wait for me but yeah no anyway it was just that lovely little riff from uh why am i now i'm forgetting the name of the james blake song but it was the first one of his that i ever heard yeah retrograde thank you i knew it started with an r but yeah so before you worked on this ep and the one that predates it um, you talked about taking a break. It was initially supposed to be six months, ended up being two years. And I know when, for me, when I took a similar break from my career, it just kind of felt like things were turning into a job rather than a passion. And I'm wondering, is that where your head was at when you decided to stop for a while? Yeah. I mean, music is always all I've ever done. So I felt like I hadn't lived outside of music. So it got to the point where I was running out of things to say. Musically, I was hitting a brick wall because I, I, I then realised is that you cannot be in music 24-7 and expect to get inspiration just from music. You have to go outside of that and experience new things, have new conversations, um, you know, whether it's you getting into a relationship, travelling, you name it. And I felt like I was missing out on a lot of other things. So I thought, you know what, um, it, it, it did start to become a chore like you said um I was making music and I was able to make it but there was no real passion behind it I felt like I was making the same thing or saying the same thing so I decided to take you know to take six months break turn into two years um and I'm so grateful for it I knew I would always return but I was in no real rush to get back to to music do you know um I I got a taste of life um and yeah, when it was time for me to come back again, I didn't rush it. It just, it just started flowing. It started pouring out of me. I had things to say. Musically, my music sounded, it sounded different. You know, you could tell that 
okay, she's been on a journey for two years. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm always for it. If you want to take a break, take a break. I think if you, nowadays, if you haven't got nothing to say, don't say anything, you know? Yeah. That's my take on it. And there's such a pressure in the music industry to just keep churning things out. Like recently there was um, those comments from the CEO of Spotify about like how you're supposed to be like releasing that stuff every like few months in order to even be able to profit. But I don't know. I feel like creatives, musicians particularly, are just held at, held to a standard that is so unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a level of expectation. Um and I, I I love the Kendrick Lamars of the world because I love how he can drop an album and then take two to four years break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And as much as everybody's like, we miss Kendrick, what he's put out is enough to keep us going. It's mm-hmm. still very much relevant. So I, I, I believe if you create a good enough body of work, people will appreciate that. And I think it's about educating your fans as well. You know, I'm a human being as well. As much as you know, I make music, I'm entitled to a life, you know, yeah. and people might say, you know, you've signed up for this, you know, it's what it's all about. Stop moaning. It's not about moaning. If you want the best of someone, you kind of have to, you know, leave them be or respect the fact that they might want to take a break just so they can produce the best. So I think it's also about educating your fans as well, educating your fan base. If you're yeah. a type of artist that's constantly churning out music, then people will expect that. Yeah. And it's, in a sense, that's kind of what this podcast is about because, I mean, art careers are the ones that are the most, like, intrinsically interwoven with our personal lives because, you know, so much of the stories that we come up with are from our personal lives. So in order to be able to make art, you need to be able to have a personal life, you know? Yes, that's it. That is it. And it's, um, you know, it's your team allowing you to have that space as well is is a good thing you know they've got to be on board is on uh, with that as well yeah i agree i've had conversations with friends that are musicians recently about you know privacy and boundaries which is obviously you know something that has been a high priority for me in this podcast like and in whenever i interview like at the end of the day a person's boundary is a person's boundary yeah yeah you know the conversations that i'm having nowadays has been around you know having the boundaries i think people are now understanding that in order for us to create i feel like i'm kind of saying the same thing but in order for us to create we have to have that space and you know drake drake is amazing he's been consistent for years he has never taken a break and there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all um but i just think you know like me i like to take my t- not take my time making my music but you've got artists that like to take their time do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um especially with albums albums are so much different to ep like i'm working on my album now and i'm taking the time to to finish it and really pour into that because i want it to be different from my ep i want it to sound like an album i want it to sound like i have worked on it and and i've been grafting at it because nowadays when people put out albums it's okay cool hype for three months what's the next thing you know I don't want it to be that I want people to kind of have something to hold on to for a while and that's not me saying you know what I'm gonna put an album out and take a break I mean if that happens that happens but you know I want to be able to create something that people won't be so demanding of me yeah actually to your point like when I think of I mean Kendrick Lamar is sort of the pinnacle of that you know like 
Like, I still haven't even gotten to Damn, I won't lie, but I've listened through Good Kid, Bad City and To Pimp a Butterfly. I don't feel like I will ever be done with either of those records. To Pimp a Butterfly, specifically, because it's so rich, it's such a strong concept album. There's so many things happening. Like, it's not something that you can just kind of breeze through and be like, okay, next. It's, you, it's, like you said, it stays with you for a really long time. Mm, yeah. I agree. But getting back to yourself now, specifically, even continuing to talk about your break, what were some of the things that sort of helped you cleanse your mind? For example, like for me, as silly as it sounds, I listened to like a lot of ABBA because it was just like the most like palate cleansing, like relaxing, I'm not putting energy into this kind of music. But like for you, what were those things that sort of helped you to reset? Do you know what? I don't remember listening to a lot of music in that time. That's the mad thing about it. As much as I make music and I love music, I've been doing it for so long. I, the things I did, I was going out. Like I was having fun. I was traveling. I don't even remember the day. I don't even remember the albums I listened to at that point. I really, it's almost like I had to just step away from music for a bit. I had to, because if I heard something, it'd be like, oh, I've got to make something. Oh, that sounds like I need to try and, and, and I didn't want that. I didn't want the added pressure of hearing something and, and being like, oh, okay, you need, to, you need to get back. I just thought, nah, I'm taking a break. I'm going traveling. I'm seeing the world. Um, uh, gosh, uh, yeah. I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you what I was listening to. I couldn't tell you. And that's that, the crazy thing about it. <laughs> that works. So, I mean, even for me, like, as much as I, I talk about ABBA and I guess ABBA's music, for once, it was me consuming music rather than as a critic, as just something that I didn't need to think about. So even though I was listening to music and you were not as much, it, it's sort of coming from the same place of it being like, I don't need to put extra critical thought and energy into this right now. I'm in off mode. And, and the funny thing is, even though I took those the six months break, uh, well, two years ended up being... Um, I, I was still producing, but it wasn't for my own stuff. It was for another artist at the time. Um, but that was easy because it's almost like I was kind of making music that he needed at the time, mm -hmm. which was nice because everything I did, I was jumping on it. So to be able to speak to someone and say, okay, you want this, you want that type of sound, I was able to create that because it wasn't for me. Um, so that's probably as close I got, as I got to kind of listening to music and, and making it. But... Um, yeah taking that break it was so needed and it, it surprises me because I wonder where all those ideas came from like when it was time for me to get back to it, I had so many ideas considering I wasn't surrounding myself um by music I had so many ideas and I was to think where did those ideas come from was it always there and I just had to unlock it by doing other things you know because I do believe certain things are just in you and then it just unlocks when you put yourself in certain situations you know yeah, there's actually science behind that as well. Like when, for example, we're focused on certain mundane tasks like, I don't know, like vacuuming, for example, it allows the more, I guess, the back part of our brain to formulate new connections and stuff. So sometimes literally stepping away is actually what your brain needs to have just to be able to simmer and kind of form these new things. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. It's funny because as I speak to you, I'm just realizing all these things. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the joy of talking through these things is that sometimes, you know, just hearing either your own stuff through different words or hearing a new perspective, like 
we we each get to kind of share in that and be like, hey, you know, hearing your story and the way that you've processed things helps me understand the way that I've, you know, dealt with and processed things. Now, there's a few of these sort of themes of like transition and uncertainty in the EP. Um, two particular points that I want to bring up here or two songs are Giving Thanks and Sweet Dreams because both of them really have this sort of sense of uncertainty and a sense of having to reset. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, let's start with Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams. I wrote that song after a dream that I had. I literally woke up. I had a crazy dream. I woke up, started writing. Um, you know, I grew up in the church and um, I kind of stepped away from it for a few years and I felt like um, there was this battle, constant battle to do the right thing, but, you know, being tempted to the wrong things. And sometimes the things that aren't for you is normally packaged in such a way where it's, it looks so enticing to you. Um, you know, it's, it's so easily done to kind of follow that. Um, so I felt like in this dream, I was struggling. I was, there was a battle between good and bad and I was trying to do the right thing, but something kept on pulling me back. Um, even when I talk about it, it's very confusing, but, um, all I remember is that I was trying to run away and, and run towards the light, which was the good. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was almost like a nightmare. It was almost like a nightmare, but at the same time, um, Gosh, what am I trying to say to you? Because I feel like I'm... <laughs> you got this. You got this. All right. All right. So, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a... I was battling something in this dream. Um, and I just felt like some people just were tugging at me, tugging at me. And I was just trying to get on a straight and narrow path. But at the same time, I kept on going towards the darkness. So it's all about temptation. Trying to, you know, trying to do the right thing in life, but just being attracted to the wrong things. You know, that's what that song is all about. Yeah, that makes the line um, looking for the wolf in my red cape make a lot more sense because I'd written it down wanting to know what it means. But I feel like just from what you said, I get a better sense of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird dream. It's such a weird dream. Sometimes I find it hard to articulate what I, you know, when you have some one of those dreams. It's like, gosh, what was that? And you're trying to make sense of it. Um, they don't make sense, though. They never do. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, on that note, let's talk about giving thanks. Yes, giving thanks. Um, <laughs> giving thanks. I wrote that song in my cousin's bedroom after being kicked out. Um, and I just remember thinking, I feel like my life is falling apart. I just feel like, you know, I'm 34. Well, I was 31 at the time, actually, because that's quite an old song. I was 31 at the time. And I just felt like, gosh, like, why haven't I got it together? Like, I should be in a certain place by now and I just haven't got it together. But I had to give thanks. The fact that I was able to stay at my cousin's house and, um, you know, stay there for a few days and stuff, I had to give thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, on that song, I'm just talking about all the things I haven't got together, but just giving thanks regardless of the situation that I'm in, you know. Mm. Um, but I'm also also striving for better trying to do better um you know it's just yeah just trying to sort my life out really yeah. someone's about yeah and i can see that faith has ended up being a very grounding aspect of things for you because again like this song is like i don't know what the hell is going on in my life 
Mm. But, but it's okay. I can kind of come back to this and, you know, know that there's something out there for me. Definitely. I think when you're going through hard times, people just want something to hold on to. You know, people just want something to believe in. And for me, that's, you know, that's God. So I had to just give thanks for everything that I do have, despite all the things I haven't got yet. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's very soulful. That song's very church, very church. Yeah. I mean, you've got like the gospel vocals in it and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite tranquil. I mean, a lot of this EP is as well. Sonically, it sort of feels not necessarily meditative, but like even the production is like intentionally a little more low key. It's really about just kind of processing thoughts, you know? Mm, that's it. With this, it's, it's funny because it's a very short EP. It's like 19 minutes and something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like I had to have everything minimal just so people could hear me. Yeah. Because I think nowadays things are overproduced to the point where you forget what the person is saying or you're just so caught up in the sounds and what's going on. You, you forget, oh gosh, what is the what is the project actually about? But I really felt like I had something to say. Most of the conversations I was having around that time was, you know, um, people that were in the same boat as me. There's, there's this, this expectation where you feel like, that's what well, society puts on you, that you have to have this by a certain age, you have to have that by a certain age. And if you don't, you failed. Like, that's how you feel, especially as a woman as well. There's a certain expectation, marriage, kids, yeah. you know, mortgage, all of that. And I hadn't had that. And I realised that I was you know, succumb to the pressures of the world. And I was having these conversations, um, you know, mum asking me, you know, okay, why haven't you found someone? Why, you know, why are you not dating? Did it? I'm like, mum, it's a different generation. It's a different generation. People out there aren't, people are crazy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if I wanted to be in a relationship, I could be in a relationship today, but it's, hey, you know, I might be, I'm not even trying to be boasty, but, and so could you, so could you, but it's, are they the right person? you know what I mean are they the right person so it's like I'm not gonna settle good and I love hearing you say that as well especially like as I was reading um part like the you being so self-aware about being you know like I don't want kids right now I'm not in that position no matter how much my family tells me to also I'm Italian so I get it um we I've got that in my family too that you come home for Christmas and they're like so when are you gonna get a boyfriend and you've intertwined that message of you know following your own path with with faith and now of course when we look at like the traditional church and we kind of go back like in generations there was always this sort of message put forward of being like if you're a woman you know your role is to have kids and get married but you've embraced a version of faith that really resonates with me, which is that, you know, for you, God has given you a purpose and you need to fulfill that. It's not, you know, um, I need to fulfill the same purpose that every woman who's walked this earth is apparently supposed to fill. It's I have my purpose as an individual and this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's spot on and I do you know most of my friends have got kids and I often do look around and think gosh is this supposed to me be me I have questioned like is this supposed to be my life as well and then I realize I'm not right now I'm not yearning I'm not yearning for those things mm-hmm. I'm not yearning for it and some people are like but Katie you're like 34 you know you know you've got to hurry up I'm like 
I'm not yearning for it. Should I be? I don't know. But right about now, I'm cool. I'm nice, <laughs> you know? And it's one of those things I haven't felt like I have sacrificed anything because I haven't been in a situation where I've been like, you know what? I'm going to put this relationship on hold because I want to pursue my music. I haven't had that. So, you know, if I you know, don't end up having kids, I won't look back and say, oh, I wish I didn't have to sacrifice or put that on hold because I've never had to do that. You know, I haven't met anyone that's made me think, okay, this could possibly work. So it's, yeah, God's given me a purpose and I'm in love with that. I'm in love with fulfilling that. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm not putting, I'm not worrying about anything, you know. I mean, this is another thing that you sort of touched on a bit of, I mean, well, like that we have already kind of hashed out about this idea of, you know, life having a certain assumed order, you know, like by X age, you get married or X age, you have kids. And I really like how in this record, you're so self-aware of that. And you're so, again, as we've kind of already discussed, affirming and no, this is what I want. And this is the path that I am following. And it's okay, you know? Yeah, and I it, I feel like since I've said that, a lot of, you know, women have, have, have come out and said, you know what, gosh, like, you, you spoke, like, you, you're saying exactly how I feel, you know, because I guess women feel like if they say those certain things or, you know, talk about their feelings, their thoughts, that they're going to be seen as weird. Like, no, it's okay to not want to have kids now or, if you know, if you don't want kids at all, it's okay that's absolutely fine, you know, um, that's not me saying, you know, I'm not going to have kids, it's not, but I, I just feel like, first and foremost, me fulfilling this purpose is the most important thing for right now, um, and it's mad, because when I was recording it, when I was recording the songs for the EP, I, you know, the subject matter, it wasn't there yet, but I just realised I was kind of saying the same thing throughout. Like there was, a, the, the tone was the same. And I'm thinking, gosh, if I'm feeling this way, then I'm sure a lot of other people are, male or female, you know? Um, so yeah, it's refreshing. It's nice to know that people um, have received it and it's helped them, you know? It's a kind of given them peace of mind that, you know, you're not the only one out there that's, you know, putting yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And again, ironically, this year has really reminded people of that because, you know, like all of our lives are shifted and all of our lives are on halt. And even though that's not something that we have control over versus, you know, making the decision to not have kids right away is something that we have control over. I think it's a healthy reminder to people that, again, life doesn't have to follow this cookie cutter format. And hopefully people will feel more free to, again, experiment and try and figure out the path that works for them. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I do feel like it has, it is starting to happen. I feel like, you know, people are now, you know, doing what makes them happy, you know, instead of what the world deems to be the right way to live. So I do feel, I do feel like there has been a shift. Definitely, there has been a shift mm. in the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is ki- this is actually from maybe a few years ago, but Tracy Ellis Ross, who's just one of the best people on this earth, um, did a TED Talk about being a woman in her 40s who is unmarried and doesn't have children and how, 
you know, so much of her worth was put on being a wife and a mother, especially because she's now reached the age where people are almost seeing, you know, like when you're 40, you start to like expire, which is... That's it. Mm. Mm. Not nice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I haven't um, listened to it, but I've read some of the um, quotes that, you know, people were taken from and I was like, yeah. She's very much... Um, She's very much, I think she's kind of at a place now where she's accepted, you know, she's, she's happy and she's doing what she wants to do, you know, Mm -hmm. doing what she wants to do. So yeah. Yeah. Power to her. Power to her. And I see you in your own way approaching that piece. I mean, again, this, like I keep saying, this EP just feels so like affirming in the things that you know that you have control over and the things that you know that you want but also being completely at peace with the things that you don't know are going to happen yet. Yeah, that's it. And you know what, right? It took a while for me to get to that place. Like, I'm content to the point where it's, you know, it scares you. Like, sometimes you think, gosh, why am I so content about this? When most people that I speak to are panicking about it, you know? Um, You know, I'm not, you know, I haven't met anyone yet, you know, clock's ticking I'm so grateful that I am at peace because sometimes and 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 those I've spoken to that are in that situation have spent their whole life chasing it as well you know and I think when you spend your whole life chasing it you realize that oh my gosh you haven't done anything else but chase something that is not within your control you know um but I am I'm, I'm content I'm happy um and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, you know, blessed to be in that situation, to have that peace over my life, you know, because if it's meant to be, it will be. That's how you got to look at it. It will be. And I think that's what people forget. If it's meant to happen, it will happen. I'm not saying if you want it, obviously put yourself out there and so forth. But if you try to force something, I find it will take longer because you're forcing something that's not supposed to just happen by force. It's supposed to happen naturally. And I, I guess in a full circle sense, then do you think by taking a break and by just being honest with yourself, you're able to realize these things more easily? Definitely, because I took, <laughs> I took that break as well after I came out of a relationship. I took that break. And um, it's funny because I learned a lot about myself after that relationship. I learned so much, so much about myself that I didn't even know because it's like, gosh, I realized that I was looking for validation through someone else. Um, and I never realized how much I depended on others to, to feel loved. And then when that got, you know, got my heart broken and all that, I had to kind of build myself up again and realize who I was through church. Through, but I learned so much I, I learned how to love myself um I learned to do things that make me happy and to not uh chase what's not mine and through doing that I discovered so much about myself good things bad things um it was through the breakdown of that relationship I was able to build myself up and I feel like through a breakdown sometimes your life has to come to a, a place where it's just broken journey way the only way to get it back is 
going up to build it up. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's nowhere else you can go from being broken down. There's only one place you can go is back up. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, that I hit a low point um, as well through that. And I just felt like I had to learn about myself again. I had to kind of build my life on a solid foundation. And through that, I became content. I became at peace. Middle Matters is available everywhere you normally get your music. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by myself, Sophia Lepercaro, and the artwork is by Meg Welford. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.